2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses number 3 and 4. If you have that, just say amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse number 3, But if our gospel be hid, or if our gospel be covered or veiled, it is hid or covered to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, I want you to see this again in verse number 3 and 4. But if our gospel or the message of Christ be hid, it is hid to them that are what? They're lost, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Have you ever talked to somebody over and over until you're blue in the face, but they just don't, they just can't understand the gospel message? There are some people who come to services, they might hear a gospel message, and then the devil comes and snatches the word out of their heart. I want you to know you have to be mindful that every word you receive inside of you, that the devil is always lurking, seeking to try to steal your word from you. You can't allow the devil to steal your word. You can't allow him to take the message of God and the message of Jesus out of your heart. He says, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them. Notice what is blind here. Their minds are blinded. Of them which believe not, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Let's just do a little, little Bible reading this morning. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse number 2. The Bible says, Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. And notice in 2 Corinthians 4 that he is described as the God of this world. That's the devil. Notice in verse 2, he says, but he's the prince of the power of what? Of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Are, are you seeing this? There's, there's a God in this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. His spirit is working in the lives of the children who are disobedient. Go with me to John 12, 31. I hope y'all don't be breathing hard after all these scripture reading on this morning. John chapter 12, verse number 31. John 12 and verse 31. I want you to see, 
I want you to try to see this thing here. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be what? Be cast out. Go now with me to 2 Corinthians, or rather Colossians 1, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 1. Look at verses 13 and verse number 14. Colossians chapter 1, and the verses are 13 and 14. The Bible says, Who hath delivered us from the power of what? Of darkness. You know, we don't like to talk that, that we were in the dark. Sometimes we still walk in the dark. We want to step in the shadows and step back in into the light. He says, and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In other words, God says that Jesus has taken us from the kingdom of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of light. He says in verse 14, watch this, in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. I want to talk to us this morning on the subject that I titled Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. You know, the world is really trying to get your attention. Y'all not going to work with me this morning, huh? The world is trying to get your attention by attracting you by whatever it is that can get your attention. But what have started initially as something that was gratifying to you later on in life becomes fatal to you. It's a fatal attraction. The Bible says, he, the devil, is the prince of the power of the air. There is a operation that is going on in the world. If you are not spiritual, you don't have a spiritual eye. You can't see it. But what is also uh, terrible is that not only you can't see it, but if you can't see it, then it means that you are a part of it. You're not, you're not seeing this. He is also the God of this world. Make no mistake about it. Satan doesn't have all power. But you better believe he has a lot of power. And he is allowed to have power within the boundaries God have allowed him to. Satan is like a bad bulldog with a chain around his neck. And that chain can only go so far and go so many feet. Though Satan is a prince and a god, the God of heaven has allowed Satan dominion, control, dominance, influence over the unbelievers and the unchurched that is in this world. Satan influences. Satan blinds. He affects the minds 
of world leaders. He affects worldviews. He affects our education system. He affects commerce. He affects the ideologies and the philosophies. He affects the false religion and the thoughts of men. In Colossians, we read it here in verse 13 and 14. We read that the Bible says he's had taken us from darkness and moved us into the kingdom of his dear son. There is something going on in the world. And if you don't have spiritual sense, then Christians, I'm sorry to tell you, you, you are caught up in that system. So Brother Paul, so Brother Peter, preacher, tell us, tell us how, tell us how the devil blinds the minds of people. Number one, he blinds them by the disbelief that there is no devil. The devil is the God of this world, is the prince over the air or the cosmos. And what the devil really wants people to believe is that the devil is not real. Hello, somebody. I mean no harm or no disrespect, but this is an ignorant world. And this ignorance works to the devil's advantage. When people are uninformed or misinformed about the existence of Satan, the devil, this is really at the devil's greatest advantage. Number two, by the devil's disguise. The devil blinds the people's mind. Not only he wants to erase from the minds of people that he exists, but the devil disguises himself. In Genesis chapter 3, the devil disguised himself as a, as a snake. Y'all remember that? But the devil, no, he can't disguise himself as a snake today physically. Because the world would not fall for a talking snake today. Not only he had disguised himself as a snake, but now the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen that the devil is seen as an angel of light. He is seen as an angel of light. We assume because they come in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about people now. We assume because they come in the name of Jesus that they must be from God. The devil knows this, which leads me to my next preliminary point, number three. He empowers his preachers. 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 11. Let's go there right quickly. Y'all thought I was finished reading the scriptures, huh? 2 Corinthians 11. Watch this here. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians and verse number 15, the book says here, therefore, it is, it is no great thing if his ministers also be what? He is the God of this world. He is the prince of the air. The Bible says, therefore, it is no great thing if his Ministers also be transformed as ministers of what? Righteousness. 
whose end shall be according to their work. But watch number 14, uh, verse number 14. The Bible says, and no marvel, or don't be surprised, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of what? Of light. Listen, y'all. If the devil has ministers that only suggest to you and I that he does have churches as well. I believe he empowers men. In our world today, you got women preachers as well, so we got to say he empowers both the men and the women with speaking power to convince and persuade and deceive the hearts of the simple. I believe they will have all of the material, physical things needed to make people believe what is not but a fatal attraction. What attracts you early on now becomes something not so attractive, but you can't tell until it's eternally too late. Uh, number four, the devil. The devil seeks control of your mind. I said the devil seeks control of your mind. <laughs> the devil wants your mind. Have you ever been under the control of the devil? Have you ever been controlled by the devil. Somebody say, oh, preacher, I ain't never been controlled by the devil. Well, anything that you have done in your life, you first of all have to run it through your mind. And everything that comes to your mind didn't come from God's word. Some stuff that enters our minds comes from the devil. And understand, when we talk about he's the prince of the power over the air. That means, y'all, that every kind of system that is in this world is under the influence of the devil. Y'all not, not seeing this. The devil seeks to control your mind. He will snatch the gospel seed up out of you. Take it from your heart. So he can keep you locked up in darkness. Therefore, when you hear the gospel or when you hear the word of God, it can't have no real effect on your life and it can't set your soul really free. You know, there's some people who've been in church for a long time. But they've been drifting for a long time. They think that they are in Christ, but they're not really in Christ. The devil will manipulate you. The devil will deceive you. The devil wants to keep you in sin bondage. I want you to know there's nothing greater that brings the devil joy. Rather, is that to keep you in the bondage of sin in your mind, in your body, and in your soul. And I want you to know the devil, the devil, yes, he's the God of this world, but the devil even tries to take ownership of the Lord's church. The Bible says, go right quickly, go right quickly. I'm not done. John 8, 36. John 8, 36. I think that's what I want. John 8, 36. Let's take a look and see. John 8, uh, 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. See, the devil knows that the gospel sets us free. But if he just can keep you in darkness... And I can remember time and time again 
talking to people since I was a boy and into manhood, talking to people about the gospel, about the oneness of the church, about salvation is through Christ. Uh, Sometimes people just can't see it even though it's in black and white right before them. And sometimes we become affected with, with this kind of outcome because we, we really feel people should see it. But we fail to understand they are in the dark. You can't see y'all when you're in the dark. That's why the gospel serves as a light. That's why the word of God is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. And whenever we can get underneath the control of the word of God, we will always have direction for our lives. But the devil works hard, y'all. He works hard on grandma. He worked hard on grandpa. I mean, he worked hard on sister-in-law and brother-in-law. He works hard on your daughters. He worked hard on your sons. He worked hard on your fathers. He worked hard on your mothers. The devil wants to keep them in the dark, and he knows uh, that if they get a hold of the gospel, they'll be free indeed. Let me give you number six as I hasten on. The devil blinds the minds of people because by misrepresenting what the truth is. The devil is a liar. And he's the father of it. John 8 and 44. That means he is good at what he does. Y'all, if you're the father of something, that means that you're the first one who have ever done it. The devil's been lying from the beginning of his fall. And the devil is still lying today. He is good at what he does. Have you ever met a habitual liar? I mean, there's some folk who, I mean, they just, they just got the gift of, of, of lying. I mean, you, 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 they're so good at what they do. You can't even tell that they're lying and they look at you with a straight face and they don't worry about anything after that. They go to sleep good at night. They wake up lying uh, and they lay down lying uh, and they walk throughout the day lying uh, because the devil has a hold of them. He's a liar and the father of it. He's good at what he does. The devil lies. And watch this here. And I'm, the devil works through people. Y'all need to understand that. The devil works through people. He, he, he doesn't do what he used to do because the gospel chained him down. He don't have the same power he used to have, but he has a lot of power. And what he does, he works through the minds of people. That's why you need to pray for your president. I, I said you need to pray for your president. You need to pray for all these other world leaders too. Because I'm telling you, this world system is underneath the control of Satan. And unless the people in government who are Christians do what they are supposed to do to help influence and encourage the world leaders, we don't know where the world is going to end up tomorrow. But the devil, y'all, the devil is over this world. Just be sure he's not over your life. He lies about, he lies about things. The devil will tell you a piece of truth and he'll give you a piece of lie on the same piece of bread. Uh, the devil lies about, religiously speaking, about a sinner's prayer. Y'all know, and somebody said, preacher, we know about that. I know you know about it. That's why I'm telling you about it. 
something as simple as a sinner's prayer. Somebody say, well, well, what's wrong with that, preacher? What's wrong with that? It's a lie. That's what's wrong with it. And people everywhere are buying in to this lie. What are you saying? Uh, the devil is the god of this world, and he's the prince of the power of the air. That means that everything that is underneath the sky, God has allowed the devil to have power over those things. He lies about the sinner's prayer. And all you have to do, he says, is pray when God has already told us. We know God hear not a sinner, John 9, 31. But they still get up every Sunday and ask the church, if you want to, if you want to become a child of God, just repeat this prayer after me. Y'all know how simple that is? Y'all people like, well, well, wow, that's, you know, what's wrong with that? I stopped by today to tell you what's wrong with it is a lie because it's not in the Bible. And what I'm trying to get y'all to see this morning is the great influence that is in this world that if you don't watch it, you'll get caught up in the same system that'll cast folk to hell. Amen on it. Watch this here. He lies about baptism. And somebody say, oh, preacher, that's just so simple. I know it is. He lies about baptism. And he says, baptism doesn't save. Have you ever talked to people sometime and you tell them about the gospel and you tell them about the church that is in the Bible? And they say, well, why do I need to be baptized again? Huh? I mean, it's so simple. All you got to do is put on a little robe in the back and walk up some steps, uh, and we put you down in the water, and you come up out of the water. It is so simple, but you know folk don't want to do that because they believe that baptism don't save. The problem with that, y'all, that's a lie. They say just believe in your heart, and you will be saved. When Jesus said, I want you to see this. When Jesus said, I want, you to see the, I want you to see what's underneath in this cosmos, what's going on. And it's so simple. And the people in the light can see it. I think we can see it as clear as day. But people in darkness, they got a hard time seeing it. And, and Jesus says, he that believe it and is baptized shall be saved. What's wrong with saying uh, baptism don't save? It's a lie. And all across this country, this morning, people are saying baptism does not save. I want you to know he's lying not only about baptism and about prayer, but he's lying about women preachers. Man, I tell you, and I'm not fighting women and the women movement that's going on. But, 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 but y'all, women still got a place. Hello, sisters. Oh, they still got a place. And that's creation order. And, and whenever uh, men, as they say, gives us the permission to, to preach, well, whoever gave the men the permission to tell you and give you permission to preach? When the book says women are not usurp authority over the man. And the Bible says that the women should learn in silence, 
Now, if the woman is learning in silence, how is she going to be talking? She's supposed to be learning in silence. That means that she has no authoritative position in the church of God because that's the way God set it up. Now, let me say this now. Let me say this. Because when you go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, you look at it, and it's talking about worship, context, worship. And he talks about how men ought to lift up holy hands. And he talks about how men ought to pray. And he talks about women ought not usurp authority over the man. But y'all, God, God just don't want us to use any man. Somebody said, well, in, second, in 1 Timothy 2, he, he says the man lead the worship. Yeah, that's true. And the women don't lead in the worship. Yes, that's true. But you notice in chapter 3 of 1 Timothy 3, there are qualifications for leadership. Paul is doing something here. You just don't randomly choose folk to serve in God's house without those folk being faithful men of God. Hello, somebody. They, they got to be faithful men of God. Listen, there's, 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 there's people underneath a spell out there, but, y'all, the devil could have the church under a spell too. Y'all know that, don't you? You can, you can become, you can think that you are all that in a bag of ruffled ships, and you can, you, can become, you can become so full of yourself that you forget about yourself and you lose yourself. And I want you to understand that what's happening in the world today is some real stuff. It's real stuff. And by the end of this lesson, you will understand it just a little bit better. But I want you to know the women. And when you tell women today they are not supposed to preach, then all H-E-L-L breaks out. Amen. What you mean? What you mean? And then they want to attack Paul. Well, Paul was a, Paul didn't like women, you know. Paul was against women. No, Paul was just trying to tell you what the Holy Spirit told him. Well, I know you may, you may not like this, but that's what I got this morning. Remember, God said, if you eat of the tree, you will surely die. But the devil came back and said, you will not surely Number seven, there's a false hope in religion today. Instead, the devil wants you to trust in self-religion. Just live the best you can and treat people fairly well and trust your conscience in word or in deed. But I read in Proverbs 16, 25, the Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof is dead. It, it seemed right, y'all. Listen, let me tell you something. Your conscience is not a good guide. Uh -uh, your conscience is not a good guide. Because, because your, conscience, your conscience, if it doesn't have the word of God in it, then what, what is really leading your conscience? What is really guiding your conscience? You can't go by your conscience. That's why God gave us his word that it may guide our paths and direct our steps. You cannot go by what you feel, what you think, and what your opinions are. Don't trust in self-religion. There's a way that seemeth right. You know, people have killed a number of people, and they have told the authorities, you know, it just felt right. 
It just, it just felt right. I just felt like I was doing the right thing because they were guided by the wrong thing, their mind. Let me give you these three main points, and this lesson is going to be yours. I want to conclude these three points here. Can I have your attention, please? Now, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's what the world says. But without you even noticing, that's what they're saying. Can I have your attention, please? It's just your attention. They want to get your attention by any means necessary. I will lie to you to get your attention. Because you don't know what's true. It's because you don't know God's word. But we can quote the devil's words verbatim. Have you ever listened to children with music? It's a funny thing. If you go in certain neighborhoods, certain kids are expelled from school. You ride in the neighborhood throughout the day and they're outside playing and walking around the street. Well, they've been expelled from school, some of them. But if you ask them, what are words from rap songs? Man, they'll run that stuff down to you, man. I mean, A to Z, Z right back to A. But he don't even know his ABCs. Hello, somebody. And all I'm trying to share with you guys here is that there's, a, there's, there's something going on here that if we as Christians don't wake up, we're going to fall right into the same trap that Adam and Eve fell in inside of the garden. They say, can we have your attention, please? They're getting your attention by any means necessary. I will lie to you to get your attention because you don't really know what truth is because we don't really know what God says. But we're quoting the devil's words all over the system, all over the city. I will show you women and men, and I'll put them before your eyes, and they'll be naked right before your eyes. I'll give it to you like you like it, hardcore, curse words straight out of Compton. But you don't know the difference between the two sources, God and Satan. One brings life and the other brings damnation. I will give you movies and TV shows that make you lick your fingers and leave your heart lusting for more that you would sacrifice your spirit, your soul on Sundays and on Wednesdays so you can fill up your physical man that make you want to be like what you see on the TV rather than what is really reality. I can't desire the things of God because my life is full of the things of the world. John says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. The world represents junk food, junk in, junk out, because we are products of what we really eat, not just physically but what we eat mentally. I want you to see the devil works by three systems I call. Number one, music, movies, and ministries. Music. They sing about words that actually places your mind in a spell. <laughs> I, just wish, I just wish you could be at the school. I mean... When you turn on some stuff, they can be sleeping in the classroom. 
you turn on certain kind of music and they start jumping like Charlie Brown. They sleep, but they're jumping. Why? Because they are placed under a spell. Y'all not, not, not listening to me. They are under a spell because the words that they use give no life but only brings death. Both to the physical body and the soul. The stuff they sing about today ain't really about nothing. I mean, really, man. I mean, it ain't really about nothing. I was talking to Brother Demetric the other night, and I was telling Brother Demetric, the only thing they got is a good beat and a good hook. Y'all ain't listening to me. Now, listen, a good hook. Y'all remember, let me give you an example. Uh, Y'all remember Hustle and Flow? Come on, work with a preacher. Come on, y'all see now. I act like y'all don't watch no movies. Y'all know y'all see all that stuff I see. Y'all remember Hustle and Flow? Uh, you remember the fellow, what, what the guy that starred in the movie, what's his name? Huh? There you go. There you go. Terrence Howard. Uh, I was really looking for his whole name, so I'm not, you know. <laughs> Terrence Howard. Y'all remember he was a wannabe upcoming rapper? Y'all remember that? Come on, somebody, look. And y'all remember the song he made? Whoop that what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoop that. Mm-hmm. The word is trick. He said, whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. That's the word, in case some of y'all don't know what it is. That's what he was talking about. Y'all remember that hook? That's the hook, y'all. That's the hook. And y'all remember the little beat he had to it? Mm-hmm. You remember the little hook? I mean, mm-hmm. you, remember the, you remember the white boy was up in there and hit that... working with me, huh? That's all the world really needs, y'all, is a hook and a good beat. And all the devil is trying to do to our young folk is just attract our young folk by getting their attention through the music that is hot today. You can say what you want to say. Our race is hooked on hip-hop. You, amen, somebody. And we just might as well tell the truth about it. I ain't saying hip-hop is bad. I ain't saying hip-hop going to send folk to hell. But y'all, hip-hop got folk under a spell, and it got some grown-ups too. It's through the music. It's through the music. He's working through the music. And if you listen to the song, the stuff they're talking about ain't nothing that should be talked about anyhow, and it ain't nothing should be deep down in your children's heart, and ain't nothing should come off of your children's mouth. Hello, somebody. He's working through the music, y'all. Well, maybe y'all like that hook too, but, but he, he's working through the music. I want you to know not only the devil works through the music. I will give y'all some other hooks, but maybe some other time I'll give it to you on that, but he works through movies. Huh? Man, I mean, the devil got this thing on lockdown. I'm telling you, God said he's the God of this world. He's the God of this world. He, had, he influenced. You don't think he influenced them folk up in Hollywood? Huh? You don't think the devil loved? And then they try to give you a little God move every now and again. They give you just enough to keep you locked in. And then when they give you a God mover, they don't even give you the whole truth. But the people who don't know the Bible think that is the truth. Man, the devil got this thing on lockdown. 
You see, we're talking about the movies that feed us reality mixed with poison because we, it weakens our perception of what we are really supposed to be. We live in a fake world. Woo, I thought somebody was going to shout right there. I thought we live in a fake world with fake body parts everywhere, walking every day, and they come in black and white. I'm just looking around. I'm, I'm seeing. I'm looking. I'm seeing. With fake body parts everywhere, and they come in all races and nationalities, we live in a fake world where fakeness, watch this, y'all, is the new norm. Y'all not, not seeing this thing. I wish I, if you don't, don't have a spiritual eye, you would just think this is just the way it's supposed to be. The devil is at work, y'all. Where, where fakeness has become the new norm. When I was coming up and you wore some of that fake stuff that people are wearing today, you got clown from the beginning of school to the end of school, all through practice, all the way in your doorway. Can't nobody clown nobody today because everybody got a little piece of fakeness on them. I'm not going to tell you what they got, but you already know. And what I want you to understand here is that is that all of these things are going on in this fake world where fakeness is the new norm. The internet, social media relationships, where I can be anybody. I can say anything and not be held accountable for what I'm saying. That's the devil, y'all. That's the devil. I'm not saying the devil is the internet, but I'm talking about the things that are inappropriate that goes on. The devil is working through all of these means. The devil would take something good and turn it into something bad. The devil took Adam and Eve in the garden and he made something bad. The devil is at work in every aspect, in every area of life, whether it's fashion or manner. The internet doesn't help in some cases, but it supports these kinds of misappropriate behaviors. It's like monkey see, monkey do kind of a world. Can I tell you something? It's like, it's almost like who can do the most ignorant stuff. Oh, I want you to see this. It's not about y'all what's true anymore. It's not about what's real anymore, y'all. It's not about what's genuine anymore. The world is not seeking what's true and what's genuine. The world is seeking what can get attention? I don't care what it is. They are saying all kinds of things. They are doing all kinds of things. You say, now why would he say something like that? Y'all, all they're trying to do is to get attention by any means necessary. And the devil is at work using the bodies and the minds of men. And they don't even know they're being used by the devil himself. That's the sad part. But we think that's the norm. Y'all, that ain't normal. Anytime you do things contrary to God's word, that's why the devil want to keep the word of God out your hearts. Because he knows if he can keep it out of your heart, you're going to do stuff that is contrary to him because you don't know what is the right stuff to do. And watch this here. I'm closing now. I'm closing. The devil works through music. Oh, yeah, he's working. 
He works through movies. He, those are attention getters. And then the devil worked, he worked through ministries. He's working through churches. Uh, he's working through churches. The so-called churches of today are more into people's pocketbooks than being into people's soul and salvation. Uh-uh, uh, watch. But the people that they are attracting don't know that they're after certain things. They're after your pocketbook and the devil is after your soul. But when you don't know what's happening in the world, you just think it's just the norm. They are after pocketbooks because they are not interested in soul and salvation. In other words, the emphasis is not on what Jesus really said. They are trying to say what Jesus said is not really what Jesus meant when he said it. God always says what he means and means what he says, period. Ministries are tricking people in the name of Jesus. They are only using God's name for their fame and fortune. They suck on people like leeches for gain and prosperity. And the end of the night, the only ones are really getting rich are the leaders of those churches. They give people what the people want in the church. Get for me right quickly, Romans chapter 16. Bring it up quickly, Romans chapter 16, 17 and 18. Watch this. Romans chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. The Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and officials contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Verse 18. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words, you see it? And fair deceive the hearts of the simple. That's what's going on, y'all. This stuff is real. This is real every day. We got some kinfolk caught up in this stuff. And I pray God that some of y'all ain't caught up in that stuff. But reality tells us some of us are caught up in that stuff. And, and, and it's, it's like they say, it's going down. Is happening. And if the Lord would come back today, I really wonder how many people in the Lord's church across the world would actually be saved on today. And I want you to know, churches have become religious restaurants. I say they have become religious restaurants. You can have it your way. Combo number one. Lust of the eye. Meal deal. What can we put before their eyes that just looks good so we can spark their interest? Whether it's, whether it's dressed or undressed. Hello, somebody. Never in a time in my life have I seen so many naked people. Walking around each and every day. And the sad part about it is some of y'all allow y'all children to walk around naked. Amen, somebody. The stuff they're wearing today, you would get slapped three times 30 years ago. And some of your parents are allowing your children to wear that stuff because we think that's the norm. Y'all not listening to me. Oh, let me go to combo number two. Lust of the flesh meal deal. Do you like that one? Huh? 
give them the things will gratify their natural man. The devil want to give you things that will gratify your natural man. Like a band on a stage, a theater feel like church, like a movie theater, and have a praise and worship team before, before us. And the worship praise comes before we talk about the Bible. Watch this. Let's have a pep rally atmosphere. Let's get hyped for a whole hour of pep rally. But let's only talk about God for 20 and 25 minutes of the entire service. Y'all, I want you to know what's happening in ministries. You go to all of the big churches. I'm not talking about 500. I'm talking about 10,000, 12,000, 15, 20. They all got bands up here. Cut the lights off, brother. Shows back there. Just cut the lights off. Everything is over here. I mean, you watch the churches today. They're not quite up anymore like they used to be. They're turning it down. The attraction is right here. The attention is right here. And all I'm telling you all today is that as the members of the Church of Christ, we have to open up our eyes. Because if we fall in the ditch, then your children going to fall in the ditch. I think the Bible says if the blind lead the blind, they both going to fall into the ditch. I hope y'all we ain't headed for the ditch. And I want you to know on today, as we hasten to this close, that the ministries that are going on in our world, especially in America, people don't know the difference between truth and error. And here's the thing that kills me is that they don't want to know the truth. You try to show them the truth. They don't even want to see it. I don't want to see that. They don't want to see truth. And I'm telling you, the devil is at work. If he can blind their minds, he'll keep them in the dark. I want you to know something. That's the pride, combo number three. I'm closing here. Pride of life, meal deal. Let's make them feel good about who they are or who they think they are, what they have become. Tell them they can, tell them they can live any kind of way. God's grace is going to forgive them. You can do whatever you want. The grace, we live under grace. Once you're saved, you can't be lost. I'm telling you what's going on in the world. And people think that's the norm. They're telling people every day, I don't understand Catholicism. I really don't. They tell you you can go Mardi Gras. Uh oh, I'm sorry. Some of y'all might have went. I'm, no, I'm not meaning. You can go Mardi Gras. You can drink it up. You can sex it up. You can do it up. You can crank it up. I, I want you to know. And then it says, then uh, when we get to the Lent season, then you're going to penance it up. You can give up one of your sins. Until after Easter. And then you can go right back to that same sin. Now, now what happened if I die in between that? Y'all not listening to me. I'm talking about the devil that is influencing not just the music, 
not just the movies, but he up in the churches. And the folk in the churches ain't asking questions no more. They're just taking whatever the attention giver is giving them. They don't bring Bibles no more to church. What we need a Bible for? The attraction is right here. The priest and the pastor and the reverend and the bishop is going to give us our direction. The Bereans were more noble of them of Thessalonica in that they searched the scriptures daily to see whether or not those things were so. As the Lord's church, you go back and you check your script for yourself. They say, oh, we appreciate Brother Bill so much, but I tell you what, I got to check him out. I got to check him out too. I got to scan him. I got to scan him because the devil can run games on him too. Amen, somebody. The devil could get in my head and tell, telling me what, what the Bible used to say. It ain't, what it, it ain't meaning what it used to mean. And one Sunday, I might come up in here and start telling you that what we used to believe, I don't believe that no more. But somebody with some spiritual sense need to stand up and say something. Say, now, preacher, we love you, but we ain't going to have that mess up in here. Amen, somebody. Just as quick as we are good to say that, when we find somebody walking in sin, as a brother and sister in Christ, we ought to go to that folk. We ought to go to those individuals. And we ought to tell you, sis, we love you. But you need to come on out of there. Brother, we love you. But you need to come on out of that sin. We love you so much that we don't want you to go to hell. You got to stop doing those things that are sinful to God. You got to turn your life around where God can be pleased with us or we'll fall for the same stuff that's happening in this world. Y'all, the churches of today have a spiritual look, but they have a spiritual, but they have a worldly appetite. And they have inward greed that teachers are like wolves in sheep clothing. But their members are like sheep being led to the slaughter. I want you all to know you ought to appreciate a good church. The problem is that people don't know what a good church is now today. They're looking for all of the wrong things. If you want a good church, you ought to look for somebody who's going to preach the gospel. If you want a good church, you want somebody to preach the word. You don't want nobody to tell you you can go out there and live any way you want. God's going to forgive you. You want somebody to tell you if you keep living like that, hell going to be your home. And that doesn't go just for people in the pews. That go for preachers in the pulpit. We got to keep all of ourselves in check. Man, there's a spell that is happening over this world. And if you ain't got your eyes on, you are caught up in it too. Hello, somebody. But I'm so glad. Jesus died on the cross that I might have salvation. I tell you, I'm glad that somebody one day told me about the church. I'm glad somebody cared about me so much and said, listen here, listen, this is the place where you ought to be because Jesus died for this church. I don't want to be in a church that Jesus didn't die for because if he didn't die for it, then it means it's none of his. I was glad somebody told me you need to be baptized for the remission of your sins. I didn't get mad. I didn't fuss. I didn't fight. I didn't put up a debate. I looked in the word for myself. I understood it for myself. And I got in the water. 
and all of my sins were washed away. And guess what? When I heard the one gospel, it made me a member of the one church I can read about in the Bible. And I've been a member of that church ever since. And don't tell nobody, I ain't going nowhere. Now the thing about it is, I can't speak for you. I can't speak for you. I can't even speak for my wife. But I tell you one thing, as long as I got breath in my body and a good sound mind in my head, I ain't going nowhere. Amen, somebody. And so the devil just going to have to put up with this five foot, 130 pounds of everything on. That's tie, hanky, socks, and everything. Because I'm going to preach against what he stands for until I die. Y'all, it's a fatal attraction. What started you off end up being your demise later on. If you are not a child of God and you want to be today, you come by hearing the gospel, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing that Jesus is the Son of God, and you're buried in liquid tomb of water baptism, and just like they turned them lights on, that's how your spiritual eyes are going to be. You're going to be able to see things much clearer now. You are a child of God and you got sin in your life. You know, the thing about sin is that God already made you sin. Are you listening to me? Why is it that we act like I can sit down and nobody know you sin? How you going to sit in a service for an hour, come in with your sin, hear the word, convict your heart, you know you're guilty, and, and walk out of here with your sin? Why are you jeopardizing your soul that way? You know, God is long-suffering, but he doesn't want any to perish. But y'all, if we keep on testing God, you're going to perish. You're going to perish. And you won't have nobody but yourself. But God is waiting. Somebody say, why didn't Jesus come back yet? Well, because God didn't say so. And then the other thing, God is long-suffering. He's long-suffering. God is just... He's long-suffering. God knows some of us ain't ready. Hello, somebody. God knows you ain't ready to die now because you're outside of Christ. And God has given kinfolk, our kinfolk, he's given them time. But when we come around our kinfolk, we got to remind them, where you at? You ain't safe. You need to come on out of there. Y'all, it's real. It's real. And it's everywhere. It's like smoke. You better put your mask on. Don't breathe in that stuff. Don't breathe it in. Because it's going to take you under with fatal attraction. If that's your desire, as together we stand, together we sing. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? There's not a friend like, like the lowly Jesus singing. singing. No, not.